Coming up at 5 o'clock today, John Holcomb joins us as we get ready for Oklahoma State Hoops tomorrow evening in Manhattan. Oklahoma State at Kansas State. That is a 6 p.m. tip, which means pregame coverage begins at 5 o'clock right here on your home for Cowboy Hoops in Tulsa, the Blitz 1170. I'm Colby Daniels, along with Scott File on the other side of the glass in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. We have Dion Amade hanging out today, and of course... The 2023 Oklahoma Sportscaster of the Year, Jeremy Poplin, on this Friday. Woo! I know him! Shut up. (laughs) Oh, man. Congratulations, man. I haven't done my... You know, that was what... When I found out that I won, that was the one thing that I was like, I'm never going to hear the end of this. (laughs) You definitely have those friends where you do something good and they make you feel bad about it. I'm not trying to make you feel bad about it. It's a celebration. Oh, Mr. Big Shot over here, huh? Sportscaster of the Year. Everybody get out the way. I can't wait till our next argument when my wife drops that one on me. (laughs) (laughs) What's she going to do? uh, Take your Mr. Sportscaster of the Year ass on out of here or something like that. Because I know it's going to happen at some point. It is ice cold when your successes are are used against you, right? (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? I, there's a part of me that will be a little bit proud of her when she does it, too. Because you just got to eat it, right? right. You got to eat it. Take your 2023 yeah, Sportscaster. I got your Sportscaster of the Year award right over here. That's hilarious. Uh, but congratulations, man. Thanks, Dion. Yeah. Very cool. So <laughs> I was having a conversation in my uh, – my group chat of friends that are, are Dallas Cowboy fans, right? Oh, we all have them. Yeah, that's right. Where, you know, we all complain to each other. And, yeah. and at least everybody in the in the chat, like, understands where everyone else is coming from. Wait, Wait, a, minute. So, Wait a minute. Scott, do you have a group of Packers fans that you, uh, that you text on a regular basis that you complain about playoff failures? No. I don't either. Yeah, good for you guys. <laughs> I, I don't know what that's like. <laughs> I definitely just flipped you off, and I'll do yeah, it again. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that existence is like. Sure. The existence that I live is, you, you have a group of friends that you know it's somewhat of a therapy session. Like you, you have to vent, or you might not make it. Anyway, and I call those people mom and dad and my brothers. There you go. That there family go. group text message. Whew, was it quiet? So Dusty kind of referenced this earlier in the week, and and. He, he had mentioned, like, he's in the transfer portal, right, for mm. NFL fandom. Like, he's, he's had enough. He's in the, he's in the portal. So I, I had made the comment on Wednesday night after Jerry Jones confirmed that Mike McCarthy was coming back. I'd made the comment, I'm going to have a real hard time rooting for this team next year. Like, I just, I, why, right? Like, I, I just, I, right now, I, no part of me wants to cheer for that team. None. So one of the other one of the other fans in the in the group chat replies with something like I'm a cowboy fan forever or something like that. You know, some nonsense. Yeah, too, like, too soon. you know, I I'll bleed, you know, Dallas Cowboys to like, you know, whatever. So it kind of got me thinking, like for fans in general. Like I, I know that it's kind in sports it's one of those things for fan bases like you pick a team and that's your team till the till the end of time, right? Do you have a a certain criteria that you feel like the team you root for must live up to 
for you for them to maintain your your loyalty as a fan. Like, where is that line for each of you? Kobe, it's pop. Sorry to jump in front of you, but I've been wanting to tell you this since Wednesday. Literally, we had a family call, and my dad was so upset. He literally told us, and my dad is a big cowboy. So this is a Nigerian man that bleeds navy blue and silver. I'm telling you. And he told us if it wasn't for you guys and the nostalgic, you know, feeling that we have cheering, cheering the Cowboys for like our childhood, he told us if it wasn't for you, I would have left this team a long time ago and been cheering for the 49ers. When he told me that, a little bit of me said, Dad. Go on. <laughs> Dad, I don't know how what you've been through because you've been a Cowboys friend longer than me, but it's coming really, really close for us to, you know, just go ahead and say, you know what, Debo, we might be riding with you now. And like I, we like had, you almost had a, reached your limit. I, I Kobe, yeah. I'm really, really. I feel like maybe by the start of next football season, I'll be okay and be ready to like cheer on the Cowboys again. But right now, there's no way. Right now, there's no way that I can consider myself a Dallas Cowboys fan. Right now, at this moment, I can't say it out loud. It's 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 close. That was a, that was that was a disgusting game, a very disgusting game. I think this is fascinating because, I, I mean, I think there are levels of fandom. So of course, I I think you clearly pay more attention and invest more of not only your time but in particular money on certain things when they are on a on a wave of good over a stretch of time, but to completely shut them off, like no matter how bad that they've been, and it there were some lean years mm. with the Niners, like really, really lean years before Harbaugh came in and completely turned it all around. I mean, that that final year for, between Mariucci <laughs> and when Harbaugh came in, buddy, it was... It was rough. Jeff Garcia but, did y'all dirty. But to 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 think that I could ever just completely turn it off and never invest even a glance at them or a hope that they could get better because that to me is what turning complete fandom off is is that you just completely separate yourself and never go back. Now, in those lean years, was I there each and every single weekend, every Sunday? And like, no, why the hell would I want to do that to myself? But I'm still a fan, okay? and I'll, I'll always be a fan. So, Well, and I'm I, not talking about just your team not being good and losing. Like every, everybody, every, every fan base has experienced stretches where their team just isn't good, right? Preach, Kobe. Preach. Like it, it, there's, it's, it's so a then what are you describing then? It's a difference between them just losing and your organization making decisions that that's, continues yeah, that, that's, the losing. That, that Dion, I think, just nailed it. Like, I, I know a Cleveland Browns fan, for example, that's been a Browns fan forever. He's yeah. gone through all these miserable years, and yeah. he's loved the Browns. 
when they signed Deshaun Watson, not only the contract being so ridiculous, but given Deshaun Watson's off the field issues, like he was so disgusted. He was like, I can't root for that. Like, I can't root for that guy. And I can't root for my team to, to succeed with him quarterbacking them. He's like, I can't do it. When you put your fan base in like, a- so for, so for that, it was like a more like it had, it had crossed a moral boundary for that one individual mm. where like he, he like literally just was like, I can't root for this team with this circumstance, especially it being the quarterback who's going to touch the, bo- the ball every single play. Right. I would think at that time as a Browns or, fan, you're pretty much immune and numb to everything. Well, yeah, I, I would think the same thing, but. But that was a moral conundrum, bro. That was for, for some people that like. You well, can't could you consider being Browns fan in general being moral conundrum, but you can't go like if you can't root for the quarterback, can you root for the team? That's that that can't be the case. They like people had to make some serious decisions on that day. Not just only Kobe's friend that that was uh, uh, thankfully. I mean, although... like if the 49ers pop hired Jerry Sandusky. <laughs> hey, yo. You know what I mean? Like there would be a there would be a weird feeling there, wouldn't there? As far as you wanting to cheer for him to do well? Pop, I, maybe not. I don't pop. I I had to think about that for a minute. <laughs> I was having to I was having my own moral conundrum there for a few moments. <laughs> um How many games are they winning? Wow. Wow. Okay, Pop has answered the question. Yeah. He has no line that would ever be crossed. Let's let's move on. Let's let's move on to Scott. It's it, it's your turn. You get out of the hot seat, Pop. See, the, that's the conundrum. Like you bring up the Jerry Sandusky thing. As a fan, you have absolutely zero control of what your front office and what ownership does. Right. So you can still root for your team and not like what yeah, they're doing. I like Scott's answer. Yeah, no, I I, I agree that can happen. But is there a point where that I don't know if there is, is because because you can still again we'll we'll bring up the Sandusky thing because I think that's a good like what a hypothetical like you can still root for your team and want them to win and really not like the move and not root for him and not you know, applaud what he stands for but, because you're a, you're a fan of the team. You're a fan of the team long before Jerry Sandusky got hired. But what you cheer for, what you present yourself as that says something about you. So if you're walking yeah, around, wait, no, 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 wait. no. If you're walking around with the gear of your team and they hire that guy, what does that say about okay. you? Yeah, but yeah, you but didn't going... hire him. Though. Like you had no, as a fan, you had absolutely nothing to do with the hiring. You can't control that. Now but... we're going down a path. It's like when, when Ray Rice first got in trouble, the Ravens were like, up. Ah. And then the video came out, and they were like, oh, that's still the same entity, though, that knew what the intimate details of that were, and we're just hoping that the video wasn't going to come out, yet they, so now it's magically, it's okay? Like, that's, they still had that, that same... They were carrying the same energy throughout the entire way through. But when the video comes out, you can't, as a 
individual that you that they depend on support their decision making. You have to be one of the catalysts for them to make the right decision. If that if that doesn't take place, then anybody can make any decision as long as it results in their happiness and them winning. Like that can't be the case. Well, don't we do that anyway in sports? There's a lot of that going on. Ross Bjork, the new athletic director of Ohio State, was actively actively involved in trying to cover up some pretty serious penalties while he was the AD at Ole Miss. They lied. They lied to recruits so they would continue to sign. Remember, this is pre-transfer portal days. I mean, they went on a on a uh, misinformation campaign with, with Hugh Freeze. Like, no, 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 that's not us. That's the old coach. That's the old coach that's doing this. This doesn't Im- impact us at all. And they signed that big class. And then when the notice of allegations came out, it was like, oh, my God, all of this was Hugh Freeze. But yet here he is. He gets promoted now to athletic director at A&M and now gets the Ohio State job, right? We've we've got some level of morality that happens in sports all the time. But that's my point is like if you go out of your way, if enough people come together and make some noise about the wrongdoings, then change occurs and therefore consequences will happen. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying if you support It'd like say, ah, that's one person, they made a mistake, da-da-da-da-da, I'm still going to support this team. That support gives them all the the, okay. the leverage to but, continue doing the wrongdoings. But I, I, do we want to keep this more with the morality clause, or do we want to go with just level of success on field? Well, it could go anywhere. Like, it could go anywhere. I, I was just throwing out one hypothetical in terms of one avenue that potentially could draw a line for a fan to quit being a, a fan of their team. I would just like to say I see myself as a winner and I support winners. And if you act like a loser and if you make loser decisions, then I can no longer as me, as when people see me, they see a winner. But if I'm wearing that star on my chest and they look at me and they're like, huh, you support losers. That can't be the case. I can't misrepresent myself with your poor decision making. Give me a shot to support your team. If you continue to lose in the manner that you are, I can't support that. If And if I do support that, that's saying I support you and your loser decisions. And well, I, I won't do it, Pop. A lot of this is the conundrum that I think fans go through on a daily basis, even with college-level teams, right? Like how much, and and especially in today's world where they're asking for more money now, more than ever before. And kind of what's weird is success hinges upon how much money that you're reaching into your pocket to give them. Hey, hey, if you don't want to, if you don't want to, you know, go through another 15 years of us going to, I don't know, three bowl games in 15 years, maybe it's on you. Maybe it's on you. What's the post on Message Geniuses that I've seen that's been floating around? Is one of them said an Alabama fan was like, "You should be donating ten percent of your salary each and every year to to one of the Alabama yeah. collectives." What is this church? And then no, no, it's, funny. it's funny that you mentioned this one. The the next one was everyone should stop tithing at church and give it to Alabama hey, to help with. Yo. And I, I that yes. there's posts yes. on there. Yes. There's I not. literally <laughs> joked with a friend of mine last week that that it wouldn't shock me at all if they added like an Alabama football state tax, right? That's the level funds. that they're at right now. That's the level they're at. That's right. But here's here's, the, here's, here's, here's actually I just thought of this. Here's another example. 
And Pop, this actually applies to you. Major League Baseball, you're a fan of the A's. There are several organizations like the A's that literally every single year have zero interest in winning, right? Yeah. Like they, they're going to make money no matter what. Yeah. And they're going to sell off all their good players. And they're like, I couldn't do that as a fan. That, that, that would not be something that I would stick around for. Like, I, I'm out. Sorry. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, I relegated myself to saying, okay. Am I as diehard as I used to be when I was growing up when they were at their heyday, so to speak? No, I'm not. I then started to become under the understanding that, you know, there for a while is about every two or three years they would cycle through and they'd be really good again. And you right. would get you would get the hope that, all right, they can make it past this wild card round game, and they never really could. Uh, and, and they then make the it, wild card, then they sell off all their pieces. Yeah, again. and then yeah. it morphed into this version that they have now. Which has made it even that much more difficult. But I can't, I can't, I can't turn off all the good times that I experienced as a younger fan. You know, well, I, you can I just be a fan of what they were in the past without yeah. continuing to support yeah, what is it, a, yeah. a purposefully failing product. But it fuels, right? it fuels in my mind. It fuels a little bit more of of hope of being able to celebrate those times again with that yeah. group. But that's a perfect. Scott can speak to this more than yeah. anyone because because he's a Cubs fan. Uh, yeah, and and just because the management has no ambition to win, the players do. The players still want to win, so they can do kind of like. What they yeah. did in Major League. Well, yeah. the Cubs didn't win for a long time, but they made efforts to, to upgrade no, their they, roster. We did, too. I mean, we signed Coco Crisp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get out of here. But that's a perfect segue to, like, going back to the college thing. I don't think college is different. If I don't know, College man. is different. If you're an alumni, uh, you're already, like, literally, if they look you up in the record, but you're in there, bro. You're a part of that team. You're a part of that squad. You made that decision a long time ago. You're a part of that university. Reason, though. But if you're, if, you're just, if you're a Walmart fan and you just bought the gear as a childhood and that's my – like, I used to be a Texas fan. I used to root for the Longhorns. But I grew up – and decided a better color of orange. Don't do that. That's, that's unbecoming of you. I just a did better, horns down in studio. A better color of oh, orange. Oh, hold on. Somebody, yeah, I know. somebody alert the authorities. Yeah. If you if you go <laughs> to a different university, that's the that's your university now. Okay. You can you can't I see your side of it one. too. But yeah. then also included in that is that gives you even that much more reason to ultimately fall upon disappointment, right? Like you're invested that much more in it, to where you're allowed to be even more disappointed than what you are if you're if you're an alumni of that school. Yeah, I mean it gives you the right to because. But you let's can't. be real. I mean, in in a lot of big schools, and I know the joke around here is Oklahoma, but in the majority of the big and Notre Dame might be the most the most guilty party of all this because if you're Catholic, you're just automatically <laughs> assume that you're a Notre Dame fan, right? For for most of that, so. I mean, I get what you're saying with those that are actual alums, but there's also you're even more invested in that uh, at that time. Sure. I'm like, ah, man, we haven't we haven't done this in a while, and they're already tugging on your heartstrings anyway. With be like, oh, no, we've uh, we've looked at our records, and you haven't made a donation here lately. I, all I'm saying is, there you can't quit your college team if you went to that college. Because you will always have a, a degree 
or a tie to that Man, school. I know a lot of people teams, that went there and the, you got didn't no care tie about to sports that. then and don't care yeah. about sports now. But I mean, if you're rooting for a t- if you're rooting for a team, you can't just randomly root against the the school that you went to. That what what kind of sense does that make? I maybe not necessarily root against, but you're not necessarily there every single weekend being like, no, can't run down the third string left tackle. Hey, on those Saturdays when you decide to watch football and cheer for a team, you should probably root for the one that you gave all that tuition money to, right? Yeah. Some people might be bitter about giving them all that tuition money as well. I mean, look, all of these are, are are good examples of kind of the... Uh, madness that is being a fan at every single level. A buddy of mine just texted me and said, it's not about wins or losses. It's about return on investment. Okay. Investing time and whether or not you're getting back enjoyment. I, I agree. Regularly. I like the way So you if you're that. investing a tremendous amount of time and you're not enjoying the product, like consistently, not, not just the ups and downs, but consistently, is that, is that where you draw the line? Maybe, and I, that's such an individual thing because right. I know people that take you know great pride in a year in which they might win twelve games. You know, and be like, you know what, I had I had a lot of enjoyment this year out of out of watching them. I I think you get to a certain level where there are um, more expectations on certain teams and certain franchises in a grouping of years compared to other years. Like we all know who's who's a contender and who's not, right? Right. We, we, we know the majority of that when we go in. And then it kind of changes halfway through the year where the team that's playing incredibly well, you thought, damn, you know what? This team might actually have a shot. Lions fans are going through that right now <laughs> with what they've seen. So, yeah, I, it's so individually based on what you deem as successful, what your ROI is on the team that you, that you, that you cheer on. Nice business term there, buddy. Well, <laughs> well that's why I wanted to ask because it's going to be different for everyone, obviously. If you quit on me, I'm going to quit on you. So seriously, both of you are like, like honestly tapped out. I'm on, honestly. I'm on the edge. You're man. not going to be excited when football season for the Cowboys rolls around next year. I didn't say that. You're not going to be excited for when the draft rolls around and you'd be like, all right, who are they getting? You know, I'll, I'll tell you this. I have not done a single mock draft for the Cowboys yet, and this uh, might be the first time ever. Colby. It usually starts within 10 minutes of their season being over. I, 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 Pop, I can't. See, I think it would be easier to to change the, your line of thinking in your brain anyway with the the fast pace that we're on in society now. It's the joke we always make is, your team just won the Super Bowl. Do it again, right? <laughs> like, we're already on now. It's time to this. repeat. Yeah, yes. how, how do you repeat? How, how do you repeat? I, I, what's the first thing that always hits our inboxes the minute the Super Bowl is over? It's like clockwork every year. year. New odds for next year. Look who's the favorite. Already. Way too early poll. Way too early poll. I I mean, Robert Allen on Polk's report, I think we were like an hour off of the championship game, and he's like, here's my prediction for for next year's playoff format. I know you're going to be shocked Oklahoma State was in there. (laughs) Got to have something to look forward to, guys. I know. It's always about looking forward to what's next. So maybe it's made it a little bit more easier. Maybe maybe you can you can find more content and more info about your team now than ever before. It's not like you had to wait around till the next football digest 
arrived in your or Sports Illustrated. May it rest in peace today since what we learned to wait around to find more info about your team. You can go find something positive and good about your team now more and easier than ever before. But some losses stick with you in the oh, worst way. I, well, in yeah, the but worst then those, way. those make the wins even better. They do. When is the next win going to come? I have to sit with this See, for that's, how that's many times? the t- thing, though, I think about the Cowboys' current situation is September. they're retaining everyone. <laughs> so it's like I, I think there's a level of like hopelessness that it's getting better anytime soon. And at least if you make a change, yes, it could get worse, but it also could get better. Maybe like if you keep it the same, I, I don't, I don't know that there's any realistic expectation that it's going to be any different than it was. Okay. So then under that, so if you remove hope from the equation, but you could also make the argument too, that if there's a change that nothing's going to happen. In fact, it could get well, worse, right. but, but there's exactly, an option. But of you don't can know. Be- but you under the know idea, what this is, right? Like, uh, under the idea of change, though, and I, I want to flip this back to college, and maybe it's because it is a different type of fan, but let's just say that you're an alum or you're just a fan of Oklahoma State. And we've all seen those people that, have, that are of the opinion, like, Gunny's been there too long, right? Mm-hmm. That it's been, he's been the one constant through Oklahoma State, and yes, they're having a level of success more than ever before, but... And it's probably bad to be asking this question now because there's more access than there ever has been before. But do you become down because you essentially start the football season with what we know about champions, that they're not going to be involved in the process, no matter if it feels like they have a really good year by their standards or not? And again, the level of expectation has changed at Oklahoma State over the years. But I, I mean... There, there are a lot of college football programs that are out there that start every single year, and as a fan base, you're like, we have yeah, no chance though. in it's hell. 98% of them are that way. But right? The, I mean, the majority of the sport. But the difference between college, in my opinion, and the and pros is you have to have a completely different look at what success is when there are 130 teams competing for what was four spots, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's yep. insane. And also, college is constant change because of what you're going through. I mean, literally, even now, to this day, it's gotten even worse because there's a new the, – the team is very, very different year in and year out. There's the roster constant, turnover. Right. Yeah. There's constant change. And the pros and professionally, you don't have to change that much if you don't want to, which leads to leveling out – and getting the same results over and over and over again. In college, that roster is changing every semester. So teams, coaches, you know, players, rosters, everything is always constantly changing. The pros, it's supposed to change. You're supposed to have that. But if you continue to do the same thing over and over again and get the same results, what makes you think it's going to get better? What makes you think that? Yeah, but okay, let's 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 use the example of the Browns. How much change have they been through through the decades and nothing Look at the quarterback list. Yeah, and nothing in their franchise has changed. So change doesn't necessarily mean more success. But No, if, I, I completely agree. But change at least can give you the hope that it's going to get better. Yeah. If you have a product that is not not doing what you want it to do, not changing to me is worse than taking the risk of 
getting better or worse. That's like keeping Tim I, Couch as your I, quarterback when he's, you know, hasn't won you any games. It's like, well, it's another year. He'll get better. And no, bro, fi- get yeah, another quarterback. It, call it, right? Yeah. And, and try to find the next one. And maybe you're going to be unsuccessful at trying to find the next one for a long time. But most yeah. professional sports entities are selling hope in general. That's all they're doing year to year. Selling hope. It's how much are you buying yeah, into that hope? I agree. My bank account is empty, Pop. Okay. <laughs> it's empty. You'll be wearing that dumb hoodie. I do look good enough. Probably in next week. I already know it. I do look I already good enough. I do look good in that hoodie. Yeah. But I, I won't, Pop. It's hard for the legacy. And I as won't. much as I want to sit here and I'm like, yeah, bad, bad, pointing and laughing and everything else. Buddy, we haven't won a Super Bowl since you guys have. We haven't. Longer. But you've been Yeah, to, I know. Longer. But you've been to a, a year couple, longer. You've been to a couple of Super Bowls. Yeah, though. and failed. You've been to a couple of Super Bowls, though. And failed. Till this year. Which is why this year. Hang the banner. I'm out if they don't win. <laughs> Hang the banner. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right, we've got to take a timeout. I'm Colby Daniels. That is Jeremy Poplin, Deanna Mate, and Scott File. You're listening to the Blitz 1170, and we are streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.